Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320 WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-host, the pet expert himself, Mr. Rick Pruce. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee Cohen, and how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, Rick. I am in the mood to learn something new. And I got to tell you, I think I found something that's going to teach you something new. And the truth is that I'm not sure if either of us are going to know about this well enough. So we've got sitting at the table with us to talk about this, Dr. Will Schultz from Schultz Veterinary in Okemos, because if we don't get it, maybe he will. But but I'm not even sure if he will get it all. So it's going to be a fun show. Good morning, Rick and Lee. <laughs> Good morning. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where, if, if I would describe it as a fun show, but I do think it's going to be a very informative show. Well, that's uh, the fun topic, to me. The, <laughs> yeah. the, topic, the topic is um, very interesting. Um, but you know that the cycles of life are just that things that we can't stop, that the, the, the wheels keep turning, right? Exactly and the right. one thing that turns is we, we love our pet, and yet our pet will pass. And today's show will be all about maybe a different outlook on what we might want to do with that pet to memorize his existence and how we might want to uh, deal with the his remains. Right. Uh, and that's exactly why we want to have Dr. Schultz here, because this is something that I'm sure has wrestled in his mind for many, many years. Uh, talk yeah. to us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, right. We anthropomorphize our pets. They have human names. They don't have pet names. They might have a Misty or a Muffy or a Fluffy name, but to us, that's a family member. And family members, just like your family members, eventually aren't going to be here. Um, we all have two things in life. We're going to be born and we're all going to die. And we think after they're gone, we have what choices do we have to do with them? And in many cases, you don't have many choices anymore. Um, in a lot of places, you can't bury your pets. and some farm areas, you can't do that either. Um, you have to either cremate or do something with the remains. And this show is about a, a very, very different way that I would imagine most people out there have never heard of. And aquamation is what we're going to be discussing today. And there are alternatives. The other alternatives are cremation. Cremation takes a huge amount of energy, a huge amount of heat uh, to cremate a body. Aquamation doesn't do that. Uh, the other alternative they're doing that has been in the news lately is there's some places in out west and I think other places where they will just bury you. No, you are not processed after you die and you are put in a place where your body decomposes. And it's a decomp. Um, what you have to understand in decomp, you don't fully, your hair stays, your fingernail stays. Uh, in this process, the body is uh, basically liquefied by water, by a water process, and it's a clean process. And before I heard about it and did some research on it, I'm like, well, it, this is past different. This is something I couldn't even wrap my brain around a week ago. And then the more we talk about it, the more you go, well, it's, it's returning most of your body to nature cleanly and efficiently. Um, it's not toxic to the environment, and you still have some aqua remains before. Aqua remains, 
that you can have your loved ones have. So what the people that have gotten their dogs cremated get a little uh, box of ashes back, you will still get that back. Um, but you're not causing the smoke to the environment, the heat to the environment, you're not causing as much of a change. But it gives you another choice that we didn't have in the past. Right. And Mid Michigan had no choice like this before. Well, and it's not just dogs because maybe it's birds, maybe it's fish, maybe it's a reptile right. that you've grown very affectionate toward. The thing that we, we all have to understand is that these animals are such an important part of our life and we spend time with them every day. I've had people who have come to me and said, I feel horrible about myself because I cried more when my animal died than I did when my sister died. I've and heard that. <laughs> I don't too think many that times. that's that strange because my response was I see my sister twice a year and I see my animal right. every, every day, day for that's hours. Right. That's, <laughs> right. that's right. And you can't tell me the people with aquariums, and this is with Rick here. Um, when I was in veterinary school, I had like 20 some aquariums in my house. You talk to your fish. Oh, too. absolutely. There's no I, way you don't I, talk I, to I have them. definitely seen in a large way numbers of people that have. I basically develop the same emotional attachment that you would with any dog or cat with their with their fish. And if you have a fish and you understand what those fish are all about, there's some pretty darn smart fish in there. They just happen to be in water, so you don't relate to their activities like you would a dog. And right. we just can't talk them into being politicians because fish don't lie. No, they don't. <laughs> well, to talk all about this subject, we've got uh, the owner of a new business on the north side right by you, Rick. It's Nature's Way Pet Acclimation, and the owner's name is Drew Thurston. And uh, he's going to have some very interesting insights since he started this business only at Thanksgiving last year. So it's relatively new, but it's going to be a great conversation this week on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. It's the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Here are your hosts, Rick Cruz and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And, Rick, we have with us in the studio, in addition to Dr. Schultz from Schultz Veterinary in Okemos, we have with us a first-time guest. His name is Drew Thurston, and he is the owner of a company that has just opened up here in the Lansing area. Its name is Nature's Way Pet Aquamation. Welcome to the show, Drew. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Drew, just for the sake of people who are already asking the question, <laughs> what the heck is Aquamation and why do I want to know or what is there to know about Aquamation? Aquamation is cremation by water. So instead of using the flame process, we um, get to the same end as cremation, but through water. And it's called Aquamation, and it's for pets now available in the Lansing area. Gotcha. So I, I, I guess help me to understand, because when I think of using water, I think of giving a dog a bath. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, that's never been a problem for the dog. So how do you do this? So when your pet comes to us, we um, put their body into a large stainless steel vessel, and it's filled with water, and we introduce alkali to create a um, base environment, which allows the water to almost supercharge. Um, for a better description, it's it's I think of it like um, a dishwasher. So we, we have our dishes, we have our soap, we have our water, and... Um, 
eventually everything that's not that is organic is dissolved away and what we're left with are the remains of the pet the bone remains and those are um, what is able to come home to you after the process is complete tell me something yes. um, is this a process that's new is this a process that has been going on for the ages what's the history on something like this because it's definitely to the to the average person listening in they, I'm, sh I'm sure for most of us, this is the first time we're going to hear of this approach. And I imagine for most of us, it's a matter of, is this something that we want to get comfortable with? Is this, you know, the concept of death is always a little awkward to yes. talk about. And now we have a different process that we're putting our pets to. Uh, explain a little bit about the history of this and how how this works and why sure. we should consider it. Sure. So the history, um, the, the, the whole scientific term for this is called alkaline hydrolysis, and that was patented back in the 1800s, um, actually for um, disposal of farm animals and specifically farm animals that were potentially diseased. And then fast forward 100 years or so, and it started being used in the medical and laboratory field for disposal of um, different things that they used. And eventually in 2007, it was used for the first time for the um, cremation or aquamation of pets. And it is practiced throughout the country. Um, our facility is the first one in the state of Michigan, but it has gained quite a bit of popularity on the West Coast, down South, uh, East Coast, some of the more um, um, environmentally thinking areas because it is a, a significantly more environmentally conscious um, way of going about things than either burial or flame cremation. And um, Was this used for humans first? I don't believe it was actually used for humans first. I believe it was pets first and then humans, but I might have that backwards. Okay. I, I'm just <clears throat> curious, how does, okay, so we have this bath, if you will, yep. that uh, the animals in um, what's left how do you create something in the end of that where uh, there I, I'm assuming from reading your brochure there's actually essentially the equivalent of ashes to 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 end up with what what do you end up with and how do you create that you know final um, Whatever's left. <laughs> Whatever's left. You know, sure. Something Aquamains. that we, we put on our, our, our mantle yeah. or I whatever. I love what Dr. Schultz just said. Yeah. Aquamains. Aquamains. That's perfect. I refer to them as aquamation remains. Aquamains is a fantastic term. Um, so you are left with the same thing you're left with a flame cremation, which is essentially the bone remains of your pet. And um, we just get there through the dissolving of the organic tissues instead of burning them away. And so what once we more or less open that, that bath, as you said, um, the, the bone remains are just wet. We dry them out and process them, um, pulverize them into the powder that you're more traditionally used to, to seeing come home. And that can go into an urn or be spread or um, they're, they're good for um, fertilizing plants, doing so many different things. Um, as well as the, the, the liquid part of it can either just be recycled or you can also capture that and use that as a, a fantastic fertilizer on flowering and fruiting um, plants. And so it gives you more options for ways to memorialize your pet than just having a, a, a bag of dust, basically. Where are you located doing this? Where, where, where would we take our pet to? Is we it something are, we would leave it at the... 
veterinarian office? Is it something we would come up to your facility? Uh, how would we go about doing something like that? So our facility is about a mile north of Pruce Pet Store. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, <laughs> um, we're on Northeast Street on the north side of Lansing. Okay. Um, and it can the pet can get to us in, in many different ways. We offer in-home pickup. We offer pickup at veterinary offices in the area. Um, you can bring your pet directly to us. I have noticed an influx of people that have liked um, bringing the pets directly to us. I think they feel a, an extra step of connection um, with their pet that way. Mm -hmm. um, for so many years, this process has just been, you go to the vet, your pet's euthanized, you go home, you come back in a week, pick up a box. Um, I, I, we're trying to really change the way that that's done and that, that you're more involved, you're more, you know the people who are handling your pet, you know the process that's being done. Um, we believe that the aquamation process is more gentle, more peaceful, significantly more environmentally conscious. Um, no greenhouse gas emissions, no um, fossil fuel use. The carbon footprint is, is about one-tenth of what that is for flame cremation. And for people who are somewhat interested in that, a lot of times when we, we, we have environmentally conscious options presented to us, we're also presented with a price tag that comes with that. And our process is, is for the most part, significantly cheaper than almost any other option out there. Hmm. Um, I keep getting told by people that, wow, you really need to raise your prices. I was calling around this morning and the cheapest I could get was three or four times as much as you are. And we have no plan to change that. I mean, we're, we're happy with where our pricing is and it, it works good for us. And we're, we're excited to be able to offer such a, an interesting and we believe significantly better option and not have to charge a, a great volume more for it. I'm most interested in going back a little bit in time. I'd like to know how you got involved in this whole process. I mean, this is kind of um, out of left field for sure. And <laughs> You're not lying. Be, I, 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 definitely, I definitely think that there's probably a story here, not that I know that there is, but there has to be a story that would lead you to this situation because it's not something that I would think many would think to go into. And I'm just curious, how, how did you lead, how did this lead to you being here, sitting here talking about this. Absolutely. So um, there is a story, a, a significant story, and um, I look to God as far as how I get anywhere. Um, my my story is is unique and different, and and um, I started out my my adult career as a nine one one dispatcher in the Lansing area. Um, I knew as a child that I wanted to help people, and I was really interested in law enforcement and EMS and things like that. Um, I am also have a significant um, disability with blindness, so I knew I couldn't be a police officer, I couldn't be a firefighter. Dispatching was gonna be the closest I could get. So I chose to do that, and I did that for about nine years um, coming out of high school. And then I retired, um, became a stay-at-home dad, and um, during the pandemic, as so many of us did, trying to find something to do with ourselves, um, I started doing some taxidermy, and I started a taxidermy business in the area, um, which I did for about a year and a half. And as my blindness almost completely 
uh, made me completely blind. I couldn't really do the taxidermy anymore, and I needed something um, kind of to continue with. And I was surprised at how many people had contacted me about memorializations for their pets in the taxidermy industry. So I started kind of researching cremation and things like that. I, I was looking into flame cremation when I stumbled across aquamation that I had never heard of. And what really spoke to me and, and tied me to it was uh, my first golden retriever, Bryce. Um, he loved water more than life itself, I say. I mean, he, he literally climbed over the side of a 48-inch above-ground pool to join us one day because he'd had enough of standing <laughs> on the sideline. You that's know, four mean. feet for you and me. <laughs> um, he decided that that was, yeah, I'm not going to just stand out here and watch you have the fun anymore. I'm coming in. So, um, And from there, we, we put steps in for him, and he became a regular swimmer. And so um, I, I, I thought about that if I'd have had the option when he passed away to have been able to process him that way through water, through what he loved, um, I would have loved to have had that opportunity, and it just wasn't offered at the time. Um, and so that's what really excited me about it. And then just the connection to people, again, back to helping people. I, I had lost that when I left 911, and so it was really nice to be able to get back to working with people. And I, I was trained to help and work with people on their worst day. And um, I know after going through the death of a pet, it sure as hell feels like it's the worst day. When you're um, doing these, do you have a size limit for pets that people bring to you? Not really in the realm of um, of pets. So yeah. our maximum is 550 pounds. So um, we can do anything up to that in in a in a single animal. So I've actually I've, I have a um, uh, a friend that has a farm store in Williamston, and she, she has been putting out brochures. She's actually a friend of Kerbe's, and um, she she had asked. She said, "I have people coming in and asking about farm pets." She's like, "Can you do a pig?" It's like as long as it's <laughs> under five hundred pounds and fits in the tank, you know. And yeah. so aquamation is cool that way because it it does allow us to do from the tiniest animals. I mean, literally little fish, little birds, because it is so gentle. Um, we have done parakeets, we've done hamsters, guinea pigs, bunnies, um, dogs, cats. Um, it, it gives you a, a, an option. My, my associate who worked at one of the first aquamation facilities out in Portland, Oregon, he's done goldfish before. And, you know, you can imagine that the remains are, are minuscule, but there's something there. Mm -hmm. And and to be able to, I mean, a, a goldfish in an 1,800-degree cremation furnace would vaporize almost instantly. Mm -hmm. um, and so to actually be able to have something left over is, is really, really cool. Um, so I know um, the, the biggest animal I've done so far was a 205-pound mastiff. And um, I know we have some, some greyhounds that will be coming soon. And, um, you know, it's, I know that other facilities have done um, some of the mini horses. Um, a facility out in Iowa did a donkey. So yeah. <laughs> it, the, 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 the options are, are, yeah. are really endless. And I, I apologize if we mentioned this before, but when did you open this oh, yeah. this facility so i officially opened the week of thanksgiving in 2022 so we've okay. been open for about four or five months and, and how has it gone so far it has gone really well as far as um 
everybody has that has come to us has been thrilled with with the the process, the option, the the one on one contact they've gotten, um, and the 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 that peaceful feel I think has been has been really great, and so um, we're very excited um, to keep going and. Um, see what the future brings for us and and for being able to help other people. We're talking this morning with Drew Thurston, who is the owner of Nature's Way Pet Aquamation in the north part of Lansing. And Drew, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about kind of the science so people can sort of understand uh, what goes on. So, Doc, this is a cue to you <laughs> because you're our science expert on this show. But let's let's talk with people so they can understand and appreciate kind of where this whole thing comes from and why it is uh, a procedure that people should think about. And we'll have that conversation right here on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. It's 9.35, and we're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning about pet aquamation, which is a concept that a lot of people are just learning about, but to share his expertise on it, we have the owner of Nature's Way Pet Aquamation in the studio. It's Drew Thurston. <clears throat> Excuse me. Morning, and joining gentlemen. us in the conversation is Dr. Will Schultz, along with Rick Pruce and I. And Drew, to start this segment, can you explain to the public kind of how the aquamation process works because again i just don't know that people completely understand the concept and it's actually scientifically kind of a neat thing sure so when when your pet is with us we put them into a large stainless steel basket that basket is lowered into an even larger machine which fills with water um, the water is heated up to about 200 degrees and circulated for about 18 hours. And we introduce into the water potassium hydroxide, which is a um, alkali, creates a base environment, which basically just supercharges the water. Um, a lot of people think it's the alkali that's breaking down the body, and it's really not the case. The water is what is breaking apart all the bonded elements um, of, a, of a body, those organic pieces, and um, getting them to their, their most basic building blocks. And Dr. Schultz might be able to speak to that a little bit more. But um, essentially what you're left with are, are just, just amino acids, sugars, you know, just your basic things. There's, there's no um, identifiable, um, you know, pieces of the pet or anything like that. It's, we're, we're all 65% water to start with. And so um, we actually end up with more water after the process than what we started with. So it's, it's, it's really quite cool how it happens. And it's, again, at least in my mind and, and maybe in others, um, it just seems like a more gentle way of getting to the same end um, than if we went about it the other way. And when you do these these chemicals that you're using, the potassium hydroxide, is it environmentally safe when you're done? Yes, yep, it's it's completely eliminated. And the potassium hydroxide, it, it sounds scary with the name, but it, it really is just essentially a soap. Um, that's that's what it, it comes out to when it's mixed in the water. Um, 
another way to think about this is in it's actually something the company is working on. Um, so Tide Pods, one of the, 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 I mean, Tide Pods, you throw them in the laundry, you don't think much about them. There's an incredible science behind a Tide Pod. And a Tide Pod is essentially dissolving all of the organic stuff that might get onto clothing. And so our process works very similarly to um, throwing a Tide Pod into your laundry. Um, and children, and this is why you don't <laughs> Just what I was thinking. Everybody in the whole room was going, yeah. That's, a that's the way you keep the kids away from the Tide Pods. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it, it really is. a. It's, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's all about getting organic material to dissolve into water. Uh, the one thing I was just thinking about while you were mentioning that is we commonly are advising people on how to grow aquarium plants in tanks, right? And we all have seen on the fertilizer bags when we were at the grocery store, or well, not the grocery store, but the hardware store or what used to be, you know, or the farm store or what used to be the hard store, hardware store, there, there's always three numbers and it's you know, it's uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Correct. And potassium is kind of that building block, block of life. Yes. Um, so as, as a affluent, um, you know, we are putting something back out that is kind of natural to most organic living things. Correct. And it's actually so natural and so organic, it is the 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 byproduct we refer to it as a fluent it is that that water um, that we're left with when we're done it is one of the most powerful organic fertilizers available um, mm -hmm. again for fruiting vegetables um, there's a study I I read recently um, where they used this in Korea and they were getting anywhere from five to ten times the output on pepper plants um, than they were getting through traditional methods. And to be able to have that 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 ability is really cool. Yeah, and, and the pepper pants did not taste like dog food at all. No, no. <laughs> the the affluent that he's talking about too is it's almost broken down as low as it goes. It's it's down to amino acids. It's down to sugars, simple sugars, and basically those are our building blocks of life. And this isn't body parts coming out. It isn't DNA. You can't test DNA in this. Uh, RNA and DNA are gone. All these building blocks are broken down completely in this fluid. So the fluid is environmentally safe. Yes. And you can you could put this fluid anywhere. Absolutely. And you could think very much about it like manure. I mean, we put manure on our farm fields. Nobody which thinks anything, which nobody thinks anything of it. And, you know, and then we go and eat that stuff. And so that's, you know, it's, it's even better than that. Yeah, because this has no bacteria. None at all. This is, this is completely 100% sterilized fluid um, now, because of the process. Now, and if I want to have a completely private cremation, so your, your cremation, your machine holds multiple pets at a time. That's correct. And the fluid is passing over all of these correct. as the dissolution is happening. Correct. So if I want a private one, can your company do that also? Yes, we most certainly can. It's just, it's, it would be a different option, but we can certainly put only one pet into the entire chamber at a time. And just to, just to clarify that as well, so each individual animal has their own 
compartment within the machine. The only thing that's being shared even in a, uh, we refer to as an individual cremation or a semi-private cremation, the only thing that's being shared is the water. The remains themselves, they never move and they stay in their own container. It's only the water that would be circulating and um, Again, as we said, because it is broken down to the, the basic right. pieces, that's all that you have left anyways. Right. So in each little tank with each pet, I have, a, even if it's a group in your machine, when I get my um, Aquamanes back, I'm only getting my fluffy back. That is correct. You are getting your pet and your pet only, as well as no other pieces that a lot of times people don't know about what goes into cremations. Cremations usually have to be in some type of container, either a specialized bag, a box, a, a wooden container, because um, otherwise the, the, the body will combust too fast. Also, they're very often frozen um, because, again, the body will combust too fast at the high temperature. And so um, those are two things that you don't always know about is that your 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 pet is is almost always being frozen first and then the ashes that you're getting back has some cardboard some wood some different things mixed into it it's not just your pet when you get your pet back from us one we never freeze our pets um, they come into us they have a holding room it, it's cool yes i mean we keep it at about 37 degrees 38 degrees um, but we do not freeze them and then you are only getting back remains of your pet and a lot of veterinary clinics that save them have a cool room also and they're usually near frozen or frozen when you get them is that an issue at all it is not an issue i can't control unfortunately what the veterinarians do almost every pet that i have received from a local veterinarian office has been completely frozen um, and we still have no problem um, processing that pet um, but any pets that come directly to us we just don't believe in doing it that and way and for the people that are out there when we do euthanasias a lot of times the crematorium or the aquamation place can't pick the pet up within the day and and the same thing with humans you're stored cold because we don't want decomposition to go on after death we want to keep you as preserved as possible and so that's why they are either taken there as quickly as possible or they're kept cold until that happens so it's it's a it's a nature's way of preserving the body until it's ready for aquamation or cremation and the other thing about cremation that people have to understand too is crematoriums have to get up to 17 or 1800 degrees um, until you can start boiling the basically the water has to leave the body so um when I've cooked before and goofed and left the oven on too long and that piece <laughs> of meat comes out like a char, the reason it's charred to that point is because all the water has left. In aquamation, they're removing that water with a chemical, leaving nothing left. When we overcook that steak to be extremely well done or burned, you have this hard piece of steak left. And then the cremation has to take that to the next step and turn it into ash. That's where the energy consumption in the cremation is huge amount of energy is needed for that yes and in your case it's not no it's very minimal it's it's almost surprising how minimal energy um is used and again that's what kind of affects our costs too because one of the most expensive things right now is fuel fossil fuel specifically and the crematoriums go through a lot of that <laughs> so um, one thing i wanted to speak to when you brought up the um keep going 
we can we can come back with um, when we come back. I wanted to talk a little bit about the the veterinary process and how the animals get to us. And um, well, we will have that conversation. We're talking with Drew Thurston, the owner of Nations Way Pet Aquamation, and we need to take one more break. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that process, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the considerations that people should go through and how to even plan for dealing with this so that when the time comes it's not something that they have to think about because there's already a plan in place uh that's the conversation we're having right here on 1320 wils with bruce and lee cohen on the mid-michigan pet expert talk show from 1320 wils we're back here with the mid-michigan pet expert talk show and we've been talking this morning all about a new business in the north part of lansing called uh the natural way pet aquamation and we've got the owner of the business and it's drew thurston and drew we were talking before the break about this whole thing do you want to continue Sure. The only thing that I wanted to that um, Dr. Schultz has kind of pulled us into um, was that process of the the freezing and those things, and something that's happening in the um, the pet afterlife industry is much what's going on in all industries is a large um, push towards commercializing, and um, you're you're seeing a lot of the small. Um, crematories and and different things are going away and pets are being transported sometimes hours away from where their home is and um, something that I really specifically wanted to do with my business is stay very local to the 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 mid-Michigan and and specifically the Lansing greater Lansing area Um, because the the pets when when they are transported so far and when they can only come pick up once a week um, you are seeing them them get get frozen and get treated sometimes for lack of a better term like like trash i mean they're just thrown into the back of trucks and and transported and burned and then you know you get the ashes back eventually but you don't really know where your pet ever went and so something i wanted uh, some of the local veterinarians and 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 folks to hear is that we're only going to stay local if we expand at all it's going to be because we're putting in another another location somewhere where again we're going to work with just that community we're, we're not trying to pick up pets that are hours away because we want to stay where the pets live where the families live and we want to just specifically work and do the best we can in that local area as opposed to trying to to transport animals all over the state of michigan what i hear is that um I think as, as as a business entrepreneur, we have a lot of things to worry about, but the one thing that seems like is a driving force for you is the humanity of all this, is that uh, it's, you know, life life is very, very important, but even in the loss and in, in, in the, you know, to understand where the people's emotions are and how do you respect that and also, you know, the value that animal brought to their life, you know. It sounds like um, you've put a lot of thought and energy and interest into, you know, continuing that respect that that needs. Uh, maybe you can comment on that. Uh, not that you've actually commented on that, <laughs> yeah. and I and I would have to say I just that would that's, say I would agree with you, and that's yeah. that's where again it's I'm. I'm not a businessman first. I would have never thought I would have owned a business. That's sure. that's not my strong suit by any means. I, I'm a I'm a 
I'm a person that likes to work with people and help people. And now, you know, you might not say I'm helping pets, but I, I like to think that I am. I, Absolutely. I, I talk to my pets and I know almost every one of them by name, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's not an industry that I would have ever thought I'd find myself mm-hmm. in, but I can t- see the importance. I can see the, the, um, the people that come in and the, the amount of anxiety that they're feeling that they don't even realize they're necessarily feeling because the way, the old way of doing things, you know, you go, your pet, you know, goes to sleep as we say, and then you come back a week later and pick up and you don't really know what happened to yeah, that. That, that chain that of custody friend. is exactly. gone. You it's have good. no idea. You have and no the clue. question we get from so many people when they get it done, are, am I truly getting my ashes back? And um, at certain times, as most veterinarians, they don't go to the crematorium, they don't go to these places, and we have to trust that they're doing their job correctly. And the state of Michigan, okay, so we're going to this. Do you have to be licensed to do what you're doing in the state? No. And For yeah, the state's no, the state. Reason. So you're not, uh, the you're state, not creating the state, an environmental hazard. Right, yeah, I'm not doing anything that anybody cares about. So yeah. they're, I mean, they, 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 and first of all, there, there's so little legislation relating to, to pet things anyways. Right. Um, it's really, it's, it's kind of sad, but it, it is, it's true. And then because I am not doing anything that is at all seen as a concern yeah we're not and that's i mean a crematorium goes through sometimes one or longer years of trying to get licenses and they have to have inspections and all that i don't even have to have a permit because and your, your reason for not permitting is because your your fluids that come off are so clean are and so beneficial safe. yes <laughs> and, and you can put these fluids directly into the, uh, the water source or into correct fertilizer yes so, so besides the newness of this, what are the obstacles that you've met or what are the obstacles even in the minds of those that either walk in the door or call on the phone or, or you overhear when you're, you're out to dinner and somebody's mentioning uh, a conversation about this? What, what do you hear and, and, and how would you address those concerns? So honestly, I've not met much in the way of obstacles when people actually stop, hear about it. And then usually it's that, wait, what? And you have a chance to talk to them about it, and you can see that interest level. I think the biggest obstacle is getting enough time to talk to every person around Mm -hmm. because it's not something that you can just – get across in in 20 second pitch it, it's there's so much to it and there's so much i mean even as we were talking a little bit off air it, as as everybody sitting at the table is talking about it more they're they're like well, you know we're getting more comfortable with this this is more and that's the main thing you you've yeah. brought something one into an industry that's already completely hidden away not talked about nobody right. wants to talk about death anyways and then we're going to completely flip it on its ear and so that really kind of getting education to people and then on top of that you're just being a new business in general you know i'm not even a a crematory that's switching over to aquamation i'm just new all around yeah so getting the confidence because like dr schultz said confidence in me is where a lot of vets have to put their put their trust because they they're not going there they're not handling the pets Mm -hmm. and so once they build that confidence once the the customer builds the confidence um that's what starts to really change the 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 palatability of it right and that that, those were issues that we had in practice of the the place that would pick up the pets um were they careful with them when they would remove them from our clinic to their truck? Were they careful when they removed them? And um, 
years and years ago, uh, a new company started and they basically were not being careful and we stopped using them immediately. Right. Um, because you, you have enough, we took care of you in life, we need to take care of you in death. Absolutely. And, 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 that's, part of it. and that's where, again, that's where the, the industry is kind of tied um, for the veterinarians for so much where I, I, I believe it really needs to be separated. You don't have doctors that are, that are taking care of bodies after, after their, their, their patients pass away. A doctor has a very specific set of skills and what they do. They deal with patients that are alive trying to keep them alive. Once a patient or a pet has passed away, it shouldn't have to be in the veterinarian's responsibility anymore to do that. There's there's people who are trained specifically, such as myself, that is to deal with the aftercare and that's where you get that direct to the people and they start to feel completely different about it. If if we thought about how we deal with our, our, our human loved ones, that we would do the same thing with, with a pet, I, I think people would be terrified. I mean, if you thought about the fact that, okay, mm-hmm. dad died, um, we'll we come back in a week and pick up his ashes, everybody would look at me and say, are you crazy? You know, um, that's, that's, but that's what we're doing with our pets because that's what we've been presented with for tens, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties years, you know? Um, so I think at some point trying to delineate that a little bit and, and have a true afterlife segment for pets it is a real need and, and mm-hmm. would really help pet, pet, pet parents um, deal with the loss of their pets. Yeah, uh, I would say that vets uh, have played the role because of the vacuum of any other real opportunities. And, and and I'm sure many vets, you know, when they're left with that question, well, what shall I do with this? Many vets have at least tried to kind of raise to the calling of, well, here's what we can do because there's, you know, individuals yeah. that are at least willing to show up and provide a service what you're saying is that you'd like to see it go above and beyond that yes and actually be essentially your funeral parlor for your pet exactly and that's where it's important for it to be local because again funeral parlors are local we're usually not going and picking up family members from across the state across the country they they live and work in our in our communities they know our communities they know the people the needs of that and that's important and that's again where we build the trust and the confidence Excellent. and that reduces a lot of anxiety for people drew we're out of time but if people want want more information or to get in contact with you, where do they go? Um, our website is nwpaquamation.com. Um, there's a lot of good information there. You're always welcome to call and talk to me, 517-657-8654. Fantastic. We've been talking with Drew Thurston and Rick, we're out of time, but they say you learn something new every day. I'd say I learned <laughs> a few things new today. So uh, it was a very good show. But mm. for any of you who didn't get a chance to hear it, go listen to the podcast. In the meantime, we can talk again next weekend here on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. 